What's up, everyone? Rich here, Rich Webster Show. We are back. Episode 10. That's right. Already in double digits. It happens so fast. And I'm only halfway there to the top 1% of podcasts. If you don't know what I'm talking about, referencing a reel that I posted this week, talking about how the most important thing (laughs) in business is sometimes just to be stubborn and keep showing up because most people when they do podcasts, give up. And it turns out if you are in, if you've released 20 episodes of your podcast, you're already in the top 1% because most people give up on their podcast after something like three or 10 or 15 episodes. So just making it to 20 is going to be a milestone when we get there. And I'll remind you about that. Anyway, this month's episodes are going to be a bit shorter. As you're probably aware, I'm teaching my course, How to Work Less This Month, which we teach live. So my students are going to be getting most of my attention. So you'll probably hear me talk for maybe 30 minutes or so. If you want to hear me talk for four to five hours a week, then you need to be in the course. So I'm going to just cover one small topic each episode. And then when the course wraps, this cohort ends, um, we'll be back with longer stuff in October. I already have a bunch of episodes lined out, but... um, takes a little bit longer to put them together when they are the full closer to an hour length. So today's lesson is actually going to be similar to what I'm talking about on Monday, on this upcoming Monday, in How to Work Less. And the reason we're doing this is it's a new lesson that I haven't shared yet. So every cohort, when I teach this thing, uh, I try to improve the lessons and just make it better every single time. I always feel like improving the product is the best way to keep people coming and just make sure that it's a great experience for everyone. So I'm going to use this podcast episode as an opportunity to get warmed up to talk through what we're going to be talking about because this is basically a significant addition to the curriculum. And uh, if you're coming to the lesson tomorrow, consider this to be a teaser. So recently I have been seeing a trend happening online and this is not a new trend by any means, not even close to a new trend. Um, But what I've been seeing recently, and it's just reminded me, is I've been hearing people talk about all of their income streams, right? I recently saw a post where it was like, I don't know, 40 plus different revenue streams making $300,000 a year. And, uh, you know, the comments were like, oh my gosh, that's so impressive. It's inspiring. Hashtag goals, et cetera. And believe it or not, I've been talking about this for a while. I went back into the Work Less Wednesday backlog and September, when was this? September 14th, 2022. You can actually go check out this email. I sent out an email, Work Less Wednesday number 46, and I highlighted uh, another income breakdown, which was sharing 16 different income streams. And uh, same type of deal, right? So this was a, a designer with a variety of side hustles including 16 different income streams, including her YouTube channel. And she actually puts out a full income report about it. And uh, my biggest takeaway from this breakdown was that, (laughs) you know, despite having 16 different streams, one stream made up 75%, right, of her income. And then the side hustles made up just an additional 25%. And this is what I want to talk about today and the trap of multiple revenue streams and the trap of diversification. I I called this episode diversification is a distraction and I'm going to tell you why. 
First quick disclaimer. This advice is extremely, extremely relevant if you are at a place in your business where you are making less than $500,000 in profit a year. That's most people. Most people aren't making that. If you're listening to me and you're making, you know, millions in profit a year, at some point you do need to diversify and expand in order to continue to grow your business. But for most people, they are taking the playbook of big businesses and applying it. And I want to explain to you why I consider this to be such a problem. So here's the deal. Multiple revenue streams are a symptom of shiny object syndrome. Now you hear this talked about a lot, but what is shiny object syndrome? It's the mistaken belief that doing something new is going to be easier or more valuable than whatever that you're already doing. And I know everyone is guilty of this. I'm sure we have all done it. And what shiny object syndrome is, is, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. You log on to Twitter, start scrolling a little bit. Someone posts, you know, a Twitter thread breaking down, hey, I got on LinkedIn and, uh, you know, grew my business by $100,000. It was really easy. Just follow the seven simple steps and you'll be able to do it yourself. And then you go over to LinkedIn, you make your account, you post a couple of times, and uh, you don't make $100,000 because it turns out that this person left out, you know, 100 other intermediary steps, including the fact that their content was probably already good, or they had a network on LinkedIn already, or whatever, and you don't get the results that you want. But maybe you commit to adding LinkedIn to your business just because you heard about this. And shiny object syndrome means that you end up adding new things constantly to your business because you always feel like, okay, this is going to be easier if I just go over to LinkedIn or, you know, short form videos blowing up. So if I just start making, you know, Instagram reels, then that'll solve all my problems. Or I just need to start cold emailing so I can get more leads and then that'll solve all my problems. Or I just need another side hustle and that'll solve all of my problems. And what people do and how we end up with these <laughs> income breakdowns where people have multiple revenue streams and they're like 40 revenue streams, 16 revenue streams, you know, 25 revenue streams. It is literally the end result of shiny object syndrome, right? You just bolt things onto your business and you end up with this Frankenstein business where you are extended in a wide variety of directions when you probably only have one or two things that are really making the vast majority of your money. And I think that that is really the key distinction here. So, right, when we talk about um, like the income breakdown from this person, um, what were they talking about for these side hustle income streams, right? Content sponsorships, channel sponsorships, YouTube AdSense, content hosting, affiliate commission, speaking gigs, writing, right? All these little tiny things you know, affiliates across six different platforms, all the stuff, membership income, Patreon, um, Twitch affiliate or Twitch membership stuff, right? YouTube channel membership, selling digital products and services, coaching, selling fonts, job boards, design stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's a lot, right? And you can just even picture yourself sitting in that situation. Cause listen, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying I don't do this. I'll talk about that at the end. It's something that we all have to grapple with in our business.
but you end up with this kind of Frankenstein business where you're responsible for maintaining all of these different shiny objects that you bolted onto your business and you become really spread thin and really distracted. And as a result, you get super, super stressed out, you know? So the other problem with multiple revenue streams is that they are a symptom of distraction. So even when you're not doing your 25 revenue streams, you're thinking about them, right? So if you have 25 different revenue streams, there's only a handful that are probably making you the majority of your money. That seems to be the way that that always works um, from what I've seen with these income breakdowns. But as a result, you end up spreading your attention and your focus in all of these different directions because no matter how passive something allegedly is, there is always a mental cost associated with it, and there is a small bit of effort, right? I'll give you an example. Early on in the business, you know, it seemed like easy money to do affiliate stuff, um, you know, like putting Amazon affiliate links in Work Less Wednesday and, you know, sharing affiliate links for software that I use. I'm like, hey, it's free money, right? But here's the thing. It's not free money because even with affiliate, which is allegedly super passive, right? You just post about it, someone buys it, and then you get paid. There are a lot of things you have to think about. You have to set up the affiliate accounts. You have to go in and check it. And honestly, the biggest thing is that you're always thinking in the back of your head every couple of days, hey, how much did that affiliate thing make? And then you're logging into your dashboard and checking, and then you're like, oh, $30, nice, passive income. But what you don't realize is all of that adds up to a ton of wasted focus that could be spent on things that are actually making you money, right? It could be spent on the thing that's making you 1,000 times the amount of money <laughs> compared to that $30 that you got from your quote unquote passive income. So would you rather go a tiny bit in 35 different directions or would you go rather go 100% in one to two directions? Because with every business, we have one to two things that are doing really well, right? They make the lion's share of the income. This is more or less always the case. Uh, it's the reason that the 80-20 principle exists, which states that you know 20% of uh, causes create 80% of outcomes. And you know you see this across huge corporations and small businesses alike. And I, I saw it with this income report, right? 75% came from the main thing and 25% came from the side stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just tends to be the case across the board. So let's talk about this. If you have one to two things that are doing really well, and instead of lasering in on them and focusing on the things that are doing great and make them even more great, you go somewhere else. And there's a big, big problem with that. Because the way that businesses get valuable and you make more money over time is you have three things that are in the equation. Businesses get more valuable when you have more time, when you have more compounding, and when you have more focus. And having multiple revenue streams and a million shiny objects stops you from being able to do all of these three things. I think every business would benefit from focusing more on their core things that are making most of the money as opposed to continuing to try to do new things in the name of diversification or passive income. Like, let me give you an example, right? 
What's easier to double one thing and put all of your attention on one thing or try to raise up 10 things at once, right? Try to improve 10 things at the same time to reach the same amount of money. It's not even close, right? Doubling. And the problem that I see people run into is they think that more revenue streams equals more money and less risk, right? That's the reason they're like, okay, it's, you know, it's diversified, it's passive, there's less risk, and it's just not the case. So number one, you're not going to make more money because you are distracted and focus is what makes businesses grow. So if you're trying to focus on 10 different things at once, you will never be the person that is focused on one or even two things at once. And the other thing that people think, and they throw this around all the time, this is the, the number one defense, is that it is less risky to have a wide variety of passive income streams. And my answer to that is the problem with diversification is the 80-20 principle. And we talked about this before at the beginning. Basically, the idea is that in most businesses, if you have 10 streams of income, they are not distributed equally. So you don't have 10 streams of income and they all make you 10% of your money. One to two streams are actually going to make up approximately 80% of your money coming in. One to two streams. So you may have like, you know, it may, it may be 70%, it may be 90%. But the vast majority of your revenue is going to come from just a small amount of streams of income. And that is why risk really doesn't help you. Uh, diversification really doesn't help you with risk management because your mainstreams are the main thing. The big things are still the big things. So if you lose your number one mainstream of income, it doesn't matter how many $30 a month, <laughs> you know, affiliate deals that you have coming in, they are not going to make up for your $200,000 a year, you know, design business, right? So when you lose the main things, you're still screwed, whether you are focused or whether you are diversified. So those other eight streams, they're just not going to save you. What's going to save you is focusing on maxing out your best streams and dropping the rest because the other eight are just a distraction and they're really not going to move the needle because if you go from 80 uh, if you go from 100% of your income and you lose your one or two biggest income earners this little tiny 20% isn't going to save you that is not where you're going to make your money back and you're going to need to come up with another 80% <laughs> earner fast otherwise you're in trouble so the reason I say all this and the reason I'm talking about this is because I see people talking about all the time on social media, the multiple income streams. And if you are, you know, making less than half a million dollars a year, you would be much better served by focusing on just one or two things and going all in on that. You do not need diversification. If you want diversification, okay, do it with your investments. Don't worry about it in your business because your business is there to make you income and cash, especially if you've got a small business or you're a freelancer or an agency or whatever. It's to make you cash. And then your investments, which is not the subject of this, are to make you wealth 
long-term. And these are two totally different things. And our goal here is to maximize. So I'll say this even more you know, granular and dialed in. Ignore $500,000 a year. If you are making less than six figures, if you're making less than $100,000 a year US, please, please, your problem is not multiple streams of income. The issue that you have right now is not that you need multiple streams of income that are going to solve your risk and diversification problem, okay? The only thing that those are solving is your lack of attention problem. Any business that you want to pick, you can hit 100K on. Any normal business, okay? Anything that people are like, this is a business, you can make six figures on. Because, and the reason I know this is because I could find someone making six figures literally doing anything, right? There are people making six figures selling, you know, duck quacking sounds for hunting, right? Any business that you've heard of before is a vehicle that can take you to six figures. Any business on any platform. You do not need multiple streams to manage your risk. You need to focus your attention on your one thing that is really going to move the needle. Because what they say is what you pick isn't what makes you successful. It doesn't matter which vehicle you get in. All vehicles are fine. All the other things that you say no to, to focus on your vehicle is what makes it successful. And people don't see that. Especially just to get to the six figure mark, it doesn't matter. You can pick anyone, you know, if you're not trying to grow a billion dollar business, the vehicle just isn't that important. Okay, there are some vehicles that are better than others, but even something like opening a restaurant, right, where the margins are absolutely terrible. I know of a ton of restaurant owners who are making six figures, chefs who are making six figures, and often much, much more. So even though it's hard, it's still doable. And if you wanted to open up a restaurant, which I don't recommend, but if that's your thing, the worst way to reach six figures on that would be to try to open up five restaurants at once or to open up a restaurant and have a YouTube channel and have a, in a, you know, another side hustle, you know, a roofing business and all these other things at once. Okay, so the key is focus, especially at these kind of lower levels of income. Don't get me wrong. This may be a hard truth for some of you, but for some of you, this may be resonating and it's a hard habit to break. You are going to end up having to say no to good opportunities along the way. And I think that's where things really get tricky with the revenue diversification is like, you know, if I were to tell these income people, these multiple streams people, you should stop what you're doing and focus on the one or two things that are making you most of the money and just figure out how to double them. And what you'll realize it's probably much easier to do that is they have to say no to money. And that's where things get hard because they're literally going to have to say no to things that make them money. But you can't have all the money, right? You need to learn... <laughs> how to leave money on the table. And that's a tough skill to learn, especially as it becomes more attractive the longer you do it. And the side hustle opportunities, like, you know, it could be hard to turn down 
um, $1,000 for something that isn't a lot of work. But the flip side is you are actively hurting the thing that could be making you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that is a difficult habit to break and a hard skill to learn is the ability to say no to good opportunities to focus on the one or two things that you've identified as your real focus. And you got to learn to leave money on the table. It's very hard to do. So from my life and what's going on here, and I think this is a perfect segue into an episode that I'll talk about later, is I'm personally constantly working on it. Um, It is something that I notice just happens naturally. It is part of being in business that despite our best efforts, we like to experiment. We like to try new things. We like to see what works and what doesn't. And there's nothing wrong with experimenting. Um, But the point of an experiment is to test something out and get some data and then, you know, make a change. So I'm always asking myself, what can I remove from my business and get the same amount of results? How can I work less and make the same amount of money? What's really moving the needle? What's working in the business? What isn't? And I've gotten really, really good at it over time with the design business. Um, You know, I think I've applied this philosophy to you know, I'm sure there's always room for improvement, but I've uh, applied it very well uh, to get to the point where it is now. But, you know, if you were asking me what I consider to be the biggest kind of existential question in my business right now, it is that I have effectively two main businesses. And for now, that's fine. I mean, one of the reasons that I was able to start the business that you're participating in now, which is Workless LLC, is because I got my design agency to the point where it only required about 10 hours of work from me a week. But there is going to come a time where the most effective thing for me to do is to shut down the agency. I don't know when it's going to happen. It could be in the next year. Um, something like that. It really just depends on a variety of things. But the reason is going to be everything that we just talked about here, which is that at a certain point, this education business is going to make me more money per hour of focus than the agency will. And as nice as the agency is, the 10 hours that I put into it are 10 extremely focused, extremely deliberate, you know, high octane hours. Like it's not 10 hours of checking email for the agency. It's 10 hours of high level design, client meetings, sales, strategy, deep work. So, you know, I've really chiseled things down to the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The most effective and, uh, you know, needle moving tasks in the business, but those 10 hours are focused, right? And if I could apply those to this business at a certain point, it's going to make me more money to do it. And honestly, listen, I've been, I've been in the design business for 10 years. Um, I could do it for another 10. I could do it for another 20, but by and large, I know what the deal is. You know, everything kind of runs the same course. Sure. There's creativity. Um, and things change with technology and there's stuff to learn, but I feel like I've been doing it for a long time. And this business really excites me. I love talking about stuff like this. You know, there's nothing better than sitting down and talking to you all about, um, you know, streams of income and why it's not a good use of anyone's time. 
So that's kind of the existential question that I am toying with, which you know ties right in with this, right? I've got these two main businesses and at a certain point, my focus is going to be better spent on this business than the agency. And I don't know where that will happen, but it's only a matter of time. Or who knows, maybe this business will tank and I'll always have the other business and I'll have to go back in 100% on that. But even on a more granular level, just thinking about you know the work class LLC education business, um, I've had to pare down a lot of stuff uh, and ask myself these diversification questions where I've added things and bolted things onto the business because I've heard, hey, it's working really well if you do this. And eventually realized, you know, my focus needs to be on what is really moving the needle. And some of the things like I've done, maybe you've heard me talk about this. I shut down one-to-one coaching to the public because I could just fill up my entire calendar with one-to-one coaching lessons. And while they're fine and they're a good way to, you know, network and meet people and it's fast, quick cash doing something that I like doing, that time is much better spent on more high leverage tasks in the business. So while I still do a bit of one-on-one coaching with people who've already worked with me, since I have the relationship, you can't book with me if you're a member of the public, unless you've taken how to work less. And then same thing, right? Uh, I guess maybe almost a year ago, I had a follow-on program to how to work less, which was called the work less group. And it was a small group coaching program. And I did the exact same thing. You know, when I did the 80-20 analysis, I realized that as much as I liked doing it, it was a, you know, diverted my attention from things that were more important and were moving the needle and was not going to be scalable ultimately because there was too much one-on-one support needed, right? I've also done this with removing all my affiliate stuff. Like I mentioned, we used to do all of our... um, Amazon links in Work Less Wednesday were affiliate links. And like that was just not moving the needle, not even close. And, uh, you know, I'm having the same existential question right now around sponsored stuff. And, you know, it's going to go one way or the other. I either got to ask myself, like, are we moving away from sponsored stuff or are we committing? Because right now, I'll give you a perfect example. I did a deal which was awesome. I mean, I this was like, in my opinion, the ideal sponsored kind of content. I did a deal for one Instagram post for about $30,000 and it delivered insanely for the client. The client was also an A plus list company, uh, which I had already worked with. So it checked my boxes in terms of being something that like was a product I already used. It was a company that I loved. I was happy to talk about it because I would have talked about it for free. And we ended up getting them like, I don't know, 20 million impressions on this Instagram reel. So it was an awesome deal for everyone. But the big question is, so there are two things here, right? There is, that was great and I liked it, but you either have to commit to this avenue as part of your business model or you have to let it go Um, because it doesn't make sense to just take this and then move on, even as much as, you know, payday is great. Um, I haven't put in any of the time yet to replicate this. And if this is something that I want to keep doing, the business needs to be designed around this, right? There needs to be systems and processes, and my team needs to work on this on a regular basis so that we can repeat this. Because for me, like a one-time event like that is cool, 
but it doesn't move the needle in the business to just have a random event like that happen. So for me, it's either like we are moving completely out of sponsorship or committing in a big way. And I haven't made that decision yet because I got other things to think about. But that is one of the other questions that I'm toying with. Is it like, are we going the influencer sponsored route where I share, you know, products that I like and I use with my client or with my clients, with my listeners and my audience and my customers? Or are we just saying, hey, everything's free. And if you want to support me, the only way to support me is, you know, sign up for a course if it makes sense for you or whatever. So more to be revealed on that. My big plan is to do a, you know, kind of strategy session business breakdown after I do my sprint three. I've talked about this before. I break my year down into sprints. After I do my sprint three breakdown um, internally with me and then go over it with my team, we'll talk about it here. And I'll let you know what I'm thinking um, because I really just want to continue to simplify and focus on the things that really move the needle as much as, you know, getting a nice payday is nice. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But the goal here is to work less and make more. It's not to work more to make a little bit extra. In conclusion, (laughs) most people are doing too many things myself included. We have too many products, too many side hustles, too many focuses, too many customers, too many platforms, right? We're trying to be on YouTube and TikTok and LinkedIn and X or Twitter and Instagram and threads all at once, you know, when we're not even successful on one yet. And what you want to do instead is pick one to two things and go all in on it. I think hopefully I've made the case that diversification, especially for small businesses, is a distraction from focusing more deeply on the things that are already succeeding. So you should pick one to two things and then drop income streams three to 10 or three to 27 or three to 59. (laughs) They're draining your focus and they're splitting your attention. And I promise you'll get better results if you are not splitting your attention all these million directions. Because even if it's quote unquote passive, like the affiliate stuff that we talked about. It's still a mental drag. You're still thinking about it. All right, I'll give you two more examples and then we'll close it out here. And first of all, before I give you the examples, I want to give a shout out. The stuff that's been kind of informing my thoughts on this, and you know, like I said, I talked about this a year ago in Work Less Wednesday, but these aren't all original ideas. These are things that I've pulled from a variety of places. The 80-20 Principle is a book by Richard Koch. Highly recommend checking that out. I mean, that's really informed the 80-20 view on multiple revenue streams. There's also a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller, which I highly recommend on Focus. And uh, I've been watching some YouTube videos by Sam Ovens and Alex Hormozzi on Focus recently. And all these different kind of influences have melded together and uh, kind of brought you this episode plus with my personal experience. So I'll give you two examples. Number one, Sam Alvins, who I just talked about. He had a business that was an eight-figure education business, which included, you know, online courses, uh, a, a mastermind, and maybe like I think a YouTube channel too. And over the last couple of years, he had been using this business to fund a software tool and a community tool called School spelled S-K-O-O-L. Maybe you've seen it. 
Um, it's comparable to other platforms like Circle, which is what we use for How to Work Less community. And um, Sam Ovens did exactly what we talked about, right? Rather than keeping this business, he sold consulting.com. He refunded his mastermind. He shut down his YouTube channel to go all in on school. Here's another example. Christo, my coach, he's talked, we had a in-depth conversation about this in one of our coaching sessions because I was, I was really curious about it. And it comes down to the same thing. It comes down to focus. So Chris shut down Blind, his award-winning design agency, which I, I believe, don't quote me on this, I'm pretty sure it was an eight-figure business as well, um, shut down Blind to run the future. And at a certain point, he was running both. And what he realized was that the focus needed to be all on one thing. And as much as it was nice to have Blind and to be servicing clients and all this stuff, he would rather use the resources of his team to focus 100% on the future. And that's the same thing with my situation, right? It's like, I want to be, <laughs> I want work less LLC to be the only client of Richard media company. So I can take everything that I've built in my agency. So the team, the talent, the freelancers that I work with, um, all the design skills that I picked up and just apply it to my business. <laughs> so instead of helping people build their dreams, I can just apply it to my business. So that's maybe someday where I'll get. Um, last thing, in um, I think this is a good way to think about it too, if you're a fitness person. When you're like trying to get big, right? Get jacked. Um, you go through two phases. And there's like bulking and cutting. I think I heard Danco talk about this. When you're bulking in weightlifting or whatever, uh, when you're getting jacked, you are consuming a ton of calories. Um, you are doing a bunch of stuff. You are basically getting big and bulky. And the idea is that like you consume as much as possible and work super hard and do a ton of things um, to get really big and to grow. And then eventually in bodybuilding, you cut. And when you're bulking, it's like in your business where you are adding all these experiments and you're trying new products, you're trying new expenses, you're building things up, you're you know going towards shiny objects. Uh, but the goal here is that you need to go through periods of cutting as well, where you simplify your business and you lean down. And if you have those multiple revenue streams, it's time to ask yourself like, Okay, well, who are, what are the ones that are really moving the needle? You know, what are the one or two that are making me the most profit? And how can I recommit to them and simplify my business and lean down some of these other income streams? So hopefully that some of that resonates with you. I've never done it, but uh, I know about it. <laughs> and yeah, so diversification is a distraction is my point. If you have a million things going on in your business, this would be a perfect opportunity to just take a minute, ask yourself, what's really moving the needle? What's not moving the needle? What can I let go of in order to focus on the things that are really already successful? And what you'll find is if you put all your focus on one to two things, it'll probably be much easier to grow them than to focus on growing 20 things at once. So that's it, folks. A little shorter than usual. Let me know if you got anything out of this. 
Um, you know, send me an email, let me know on social media, share it if this was helpful for you, if this resonated. And uh, as always, one thing you can do for me is to subscribe. If you're not doing that already, give me a five-star review. Uh, all these things cost you nothing except time, and they're really, really easy to do, and it helps me out a ton. So subscribe, drop me a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify and leave a review. It makes a huge difference. I'll be back this uh, next week with another short one. And uh, yeah, like I mentioned in October, we'll be back with the full length, uh, the full length program. All right, everyone have a great week and don't get distracted.